Hey everyone, welcome back to Well Then, a podcast where we talk about all things wellness and putting your health first. I'm your host, Megan Scherer. Today we're going to talk about something that is getting a lot more attention in the media these days, and it has great personal importance to me as well, and that is mental health. Mental health is something that is a deeply unique and and personal topic that a lot of people have their own personal story with and their own struggle with, and everyone's story looks a little bit different. And, you know, we're definitely in a time right now that we're fortunate enough to have a spotlight and more attention on mental health issues. And there are a growing number of resources to support people who struggle with things like depression, anxiety, postpartum depression, um, irritability, insomnia, post-traumatic stress disorder, all these sorts of things. Um, it's, It's becoming a bigger conversation in our society today, which is really great for people who need support with those issues. I think that, you know, in many, many years prior, people felt a sense of shame and embarrassment if they were struggling with their mental health because there wasn't really a public conversation about it. And it was something that was, you know, kind of hidden away, brushed under the rug, and you you don't talk about it. Um, Don't ask, don't tell kind of thing. And I think that honestly exacerbated the problem for a lot of people because not only were they suffering, but they were suffering in silence and in solitude because they didn't have the support and the help that they needed. And for a lot of people, even the word therapy was a dirty word. If somebody was going to a therapist or a psychologist, it was assumed that, you know, something was wrong with them um, in, in a negative way. And now it's a much more empowering conversation. And you know, for the most part, when people are going to therapy, it's applauded and encouraged. And it's really um, a sign of of strength and not weakness. It's a sign that you are willing to do the work to confront your uh, challenges and and issues you might be facing, um, whether internal or external. And I'm so glad that that's the direction that we're headed right now, because it's it's definitely more empowering for anybody who struggles. And and personally, my belief is that to some extent, everybody struggles at some point with their mental health or well-being. I don't think that as human beings, anybody is happy, positive, peaceful 100% of the time. Um, I think that that's, you know, a level of enlightenment that most humans have not attained, and that's okay. Um, I think that we're really all in this conversation together. And the reason that this is a personal topic and conversation for me and has importance to me is because I've had my own experience and struggles with mental health. Um, Just to give you guys an idea of of what that looks like for me, um, I grew up a really happy, outgoing, optimistic, and pretty balanced um, individual. I was, you know, I worked hard in school. I had friends. I had, you know, relationships that were healthy and 
for the most part, I did really well in life. And that's not to say I didn't have challenges and struggles. I definitely did, but I was able to maintain a pretty positive outlook for the most part throughout all of them. Um, and it wasn't until my early 20s, right after I graduated college, when I was in a car accident. I was hit by a drunk driver and I got a concussion in that accident that led to a bunch of symptoms that I had never, never experienced before. I started experiencing depression and anxiety and panic attacks and really severe fatigue and just not wanting to get out of bed at all. <clears throat> and I felt so lost and confused during this time, um, not only because I didn't know what was happening to me, I didn't know what was wrong, I had never experienced prolonged feelings like this before. Of course, I had been sad in the past, but never this sort of depth and, and darkness of depression um, and anxiety that were really taking hold. And I didn't know how to fix it. I didn't know how to get better. And I, it, it took a while for me to even get the proper diagnosis of what was going on with me. So throughout that time, I was definitely experiencing the shame and the embarrassment and wanting to kind of hide away and isolate because I didn't know how to put words to what I was going through. And fortunately, I did eventually get the help that I needed and I started to really advocate for myself as well. My background in nutrition had me start to get really curious and interested in, in alternative methods to address the feelings that I was having and the experience that I was going through and to see what could help pull me out of that place when I was really in it and what could keep me balanced and, and prevent me from going there as often as I had been post post car accident. So it took, you know, several years, but I really developed this toolkit for myself of, of resources that I could turn to and that I could use anytime that these mental health issues started to creep up for me. And, you know, for the first few years after the accident, that was daily. It was a daily occurrence that I was struggling with. And I needed really big tools to help me. And over time, as my symptoms started to imp improve and become fewer and far between, I just kept these tools in my back pocket and used them whenever I needed to. And they were really kind of like an anchor for me and a lifeline when things got really heavy. I knew that I had some things that I could turn to that would shift shift my mood or my perspective even just an inch, just enough to know that what I was feeling wasn't permanent, it wasn't going to last forever, and that it was okay that I was feeling that way, that I wasn't broken, that there wasn't something horribly wrong with me. And, um, you know, I'm really grateful for this experience because it not only gave me the opportunity to develop that toolkit of resources, but it also gave me the compassion to understand what other people are going through too. And if you've experienced a mental health struggle, then you know how difficult it can be, how isolating it can be, how much despair you can feel when you're in that place. And to understand that other people might be going through that 
as well. Their experience might look different, but those feelings can, can really be the same. That can just give us so much compassion as human beings and the ability to, you know, really put yourself in somebody else's shoes and, and be a little bit gentler with them as they're going through whatever chapter of their life they're going through. So I'll get into more detail about what specifically um, I struggled with in another episode. That was um, those constellation of symptoms that I experienced was called post-concussive syndrome. Um, and it's something that unfortunately a lot of people do struggle with um, and it often goes undiagnosed. Um, so we'll, we'll do a whole episode on that. But today, what I really wanted to address is the ability of, of these tools and resources to act as anchors in your life when you're going through anything. Even if you're just going through a period of time where you're more stressed than normal, it can be really helpful to have these grounding habits and techniques to kind of get you back to center. And the reason that I want to talk about that now is because even though I'm not in sort of the depths of that dark place that I was many years ago, I still do struggle with a lot of those, those symptoms. And sometimes it can be triggered by external events. And sometimes, you know, it's just one of those days. And I want to acknowledge that I've been going through a really challenging and, and more stressful um, period of time these last few months of my life. And this last month in particular has been, um, has been heavy and it's been a challenge. And <clears throat> that's the main reason that this, this episode is um, coming to you when it is. I started posting episodes of this podcast that I was so excited about and had been recording many episodes, um, was releasing one a week and then got to the point about a month ago where I just needed to check out. I had too much going on. I was kind of fighting too many fires all at once in other areas of my life. Um, and I, I needed to take a minute. I, I was kind of overwhelmed by everything that life was throwing at me really unexpectedly. And I, I checked out. And first, I want to acknowledge that that's okay, that there will be periods of time for all of us in our lives where whether good or bad, sometimes we're just doing too much. Sometimes there's a lot of good stuff that's happening in your life. And so you check out from certain areas because you want to pour your time and energy and attention into all these things that are going really well. And sometimes life will present you with a whole bunch of opportunities for growth or challenges, as I call them. Um, <clears throat> and you just need to take a minute or a week or a month or however long that is for you to put everything down and just surrender to what's happening, clear the air a little, a little bit, let the dust settle, and then reset and find your center. And so I want you to know that if you're going through one of those periods of time that it's okay, give yourself permission to be there. Um, and you'll know when you get to the point when it's time to, to start moving forward again. And so for me, I, I did, I got to that point. And, um, after a few weeks of, 
you know, facing these challenges and I was going through a move at the same time, um, I realized how much I had been neglecting my habits. I had been neglecting my anchors and the things that really made me feel grounded on a day-to-day -day basis. I was feeling even more ungrounded because not only was I facing challenges, but I wasn't doing the things that I knew to do to help keep me balanced. And again, I needed to give myself that space. For a little while, it was okay that I didn't have that routine, that I wasn't doing my daily yoga practice, that I wasn't taking my supplements, that I wasn't completely on top of my nutrition like I normally would be. But then I got to the point more where my body was like, okay, we, uh, we need these things. We need them to come back in because, you know, once your body and mind start to feel better and work together, you start to find that perspective that sometimes can be missing in challenging times. And um, that's, you know, exactly what my whole philosophy is all about, is finding the things that work specifically for you, for your body, for your mind, for your lifestyle, to help you get back to center. Um, and so I actually wrote a, a a guide, a book about um, how to do this. I released it um, about six months ago, and it is called Holistic Habits for Mental Health. And it basically just helps walk you through step by step how to implement the nutrition, supplementation, movement, and self-care practices that will support your, your optimum mental health and get you to a place where you're feeling balanced and um, empowered most of the time. And when life kind of knocks you out of, of that balance and puts you in a disempowered place, you know the tools and resources that will help you find your way back home. Um, so for me, I, I have quite a few of them. I have, you know, a lot of different nutritional habits and supplements and um, movement practices that really help for me to get me back to center. Um, this last month in particular, like I said, I wasn't really doing any of them. Um, I wasn't eating how I normally ate. I was still eating foods that would be considered nutritious and nourishing. Um, but I wasn't being as diligent as I normally am about incorporating all the foods that I know that will support my mental health and physical health. I was just being a little bit more relaxed with it. And that's okay. Like I said, I needed that time and that space and that, that freedom to be relaxed for a little while because life was throwing a lot at me and I just needed to chill for a little bit. Um, but I also, you know, wasn't in any sort of routine going through these challenges and going through a move my day-to-day -day looked really really different so i also wasn't doing the daily things like yoga breath work meditation working out um you know journaling and reading all of these empowering things that i normally use um but for every person those look a little bit different so your holistic habits for mental health your routine will probably be different than mine and so I wrote this guide in a way that um, will ultimately help you find your individual routine. Um, and I wanted to just read from it two of the habits that I've been incorporating for this past week or so to get myself back to center. Um, these are two that 
really work for me and um, have been working for me in this particular season of my life. And I, I think that they might work for a lot of other people too. Um, it's no surprise the first one is yoga because the name of this podcast is Life in Yoga Pants. And I think everybody's probably pretty clear at this point that I like to practice yoga. Um, but I'm just going to read through this uh, anyways so that you get an idea of, of the flow of this guide um, and see if it might support you as well. So as I said, the first habit is yoga, and this one probably doesn't come as a surprise to you, but it is worth discussing in detail. Yoga is one of the best natural forms of stress relief that there is out there. It ranks right up there with meditation and breath work, which we will get to later in, in this guide. Practicing yoga has been proven to lower your heart rate, reduce blood pressure, and deepen your breathing not to mention reducing chronic pain while increasing perceived pain tolerance, reducing depression, calming anxiety, reducing frequency and severity of panic attacks, improving body image and eating disorder recovery, and lowering the incidence of other self-medicating behaviors like drugs and alcohol. Many people that I speak to are hesitant to try yoga because they believe they are not flexible enough or they tried it and they didn't like it before. To the first objection, my response is simple. You don't have to be flexible to do yoga. You become flexible by doing yoga. And the second concern is really a valid one. The important thing to note is that there are many different styles of yoga and many different types of teachers who put a different spin on their classes as well. If you didn't like one type, like Bikram or hot yoga, maybe give a cooler class like yin yoga a try. And maybe you just really didn't connect with the teacher or their voice or even their music. All of these are important considerations when finding a yoga practice that works for you. I'm convinced that everyone will enjoy yoga if they take the time to find classes and teachers and styles that really resonate with them. I am really grateful that I found yoga from a very young age, but I wasn't completely sold on it from the beginning. I was 14 when I first tried yoga and kept doing it sporadically, but it wasn't until a couple years later when I met a teacher that I really liked that it really began to click for me. This particular teacher challenged me in a way that was really engaging. He played awesome music and he gave great adjustments and cues so that I learned proper alignment for my body. If it weren't for him, I don't know if I would have fallen in love with yoga the way that I did. Not that there was anything wrong with the first few teachers I had, I just didn't connect to their style of yoga in the same way that I did with his. And that opened up the door for me to connect to my own body on a deeper level as my yoga practice evolved throughout the years. And today I love practicing a much slower style of yoga than I enjoyed in the past, and that's okay. All I know for sure is that during the periods of my life when I wasn't on my mat as much, like when I was injured after the car accident, I noticed a huge difference. When I was finally able to come back to my mat after many months off, it was like coming home. Developing a yoga practice is a tool that will last you a lifetime. For most people who are struggling with feelings of anxiety or overwhelm, I recommend taking a more restorative or yin yoga class. This style will be just the nourishing and grounding experience that your nervous system needs. Whereas for someone struggling with depression and fatigue, I recommend trying a vinyasa or flow style class. Start out with a gentler vinyasa rather than power vinyasa if you can find one. And just like resistance training, yoga is something you can do in the comfort of your home if you don't feel comfortable practicing in a studio setting yet. 
there are so many hundreds, if not thousands, of great yoga classes online. So try out a few until you find teachers and classes that you like and are willing to stick to for a period of time. Although it is important to note that practicing in a studio setting has been shown to enhance an individual's sense of social well-being and belonging to a community. So if that's something that is lacking in your life, you may want to take that into consideration. Yoga is a practice that for me, like I said, it feels like coming home. And it's something that no matter how long I set it down for, whether through injury or distraction or stress or other um, things in life that take me away from my mat, it truly does feel like coming home every time I get back to it. And I can tell you guys for sure that this past week, getting back into a more regular yoga practice after a month of of stress and challenge and overwhelm, I already feel myself beginning to reconnect to, like I said, my center and to what feels like me again. Um, so that's the first habit that has really been helping me right now. And the second habit is the practice of nature walks and grounding. And I talk about in my guide how um, grounding actually is an intentional technique to reconnect to Earth's electrons. It's sometimes called earthing. Um, and direct physical contact with Earth has many physical benefits, like better sleep, reduced pain, and increased well-being. Um, so I go into that in detail in this guide as well. Um, there are about 50 plus other habits that I go into in depth and really walk you through how to incorporate them into your life. Um, or just test them out to see if they work for you. So if this is something that you're interested in, I highly encourage you to check out this guide. Um, you can find it on my website at empowered-bodies.com slash shop, or just go to empowered-bodies.com and click on the shop um, button at the top menu, and you will see holistic habits for mental health. That's specifically the one that I'm talking about here. And if you have questions about it, you can also email me, reach out to me directly. Um, <clears throat> you can go to my website and fill out the contact form or email me at megan at empowered-bodies.com. And I would be more than happy to answer any questions to see if this guide would be a good fit for you. Um, <clears throat> and beyond that, I really just want to thank you guys for listening in, for holding the space for me to hear what I've been going through and holding space for me as I, you know, had launched up the excitement of this new podcast and then quickly took a, a break and a hiatus from it. I, I am so grateful that I have the ability to take that time and space that I needed for myself. And now I'm really excited to continue to move forward. I've got lots of exciting content um, coming up for you guys. I have some really awesome interviews that I've recorded um, with people within the wellness world, within yoga and body image and nutrition. And I think you're really going to love some of the topics that we have coming up. So I strongly encourage you to keep tuning in subscribe on my website for updates if you haven't already so that you can hear about the latest episodes as they're released um, you can also subscribe on itunes um, spotify soundcloud all other platforms where you stream podcasts and i'd love it if you could 
rate and write a review as well if you enjoy listening to these. And again, please feel free to reach out to me with topic suggestions or people that you'd like to see me interview. Um, I want this podcast to be as much yours as it is mine. So thank you again for tuning in. And until next time, have a happy, healthy, and balanced day. Thank <laughs> you.